This is Vermont Edition. I'm Bob Kinzel. It's been a busy week for news in Vermont. Here to discuss some of the top stories is Neil Goswami, who is Bureau Chief at the Vermont Press Bureau. You can read Neil's work in both the Barry Montpelier Times Argus and the Rutland Herald. Neil, welcome back. Always good to be here. Great to have you here. So, Neil, this week, Governor Phil Scott noted an important milestone. He's now been in office for 100 days. What does the governor think are his top accomplishments so far? Yeah, he talked to us for for a good while earlier this week about what he thinks are his accomplishments and his main successes in the first 100 days. Um, rising to the top were the creation of the Agency of Di- Digital Services, which he thinks will help state government uh, better operate IT projects and implement IT projects. So that's that's one big thing. Um, one of the other things he touted quite heavily was uh, three trips to Canada, trying to create stronger ties between Quebec and Vermont. Uh, it is one of our biggest trading partners, if not the biggest trading partner here in Vermont. Um, so that is something he's quite proud of. Um, a lot of the other things that were discussed by the governor were his proposals and ideas that he put forth but haven't actually happened yet. Um, he touted his budget plan where he sought some real savings in the uh, uh, education fund as a as a real success. But as we know, that's been rejected and turned away by Democrats who lead the legislature. So uh, kind of a a mixed bag of things, you know. If you if you count everything that you uh, propose as a great idea and as a success, then sure, the governor's done great. Uh, but I'm not sure that most people would consider a, a proposal alone as as something to to tout. Do you think at the beginning of the session, folks thought that the House would pass a budget that didn't include any tax increases? Uh, no, and I was in in full disclosure. I was one of those people. Uh, I talked, uh, I think, on this program even maybe uh, about how I I thought that uh, there would probably be some tax increase put in the budget or the tax bill by uh, by Democrats. Now, that was before we got an inkling of what President Trump's budget at the federal level would look like. And that is something that really worried House Democrats, uh, especially the leadership. And they have uh, come around to the idea of not raising any taxes or fees or really increasing spending a whole lot this year um, because they're not sure what the federal budget will look like. Governor uh, Scott ran on a platform of no new taxes or fees, but he comes at it from a really different perspective. His is uh, 100% ideology, whereas Democrats, it's more pragmatic about the future and needing to to dig deep and raise some money later on, perhaps this fall. Would you expect the Senate to take the same approach as the House? It appears uh, as they work to finalize their their budget plan that uh, they will be following that similar tact of really no new taxes or fees. Um, There will be some differences between the House and Senate budget plans, um, and they will get together and work those out. Uh, But I really at this point am not expecting some major surprise or some real big, big tax increase somewhere. The governor also addressed immigration in the first 100 days. That was another big thing that he did tout. Um, and, and, and that is a real accomplishment. 
uh, being able to bring together Republicans, Democrats, progressives, really everyone across the ideological spectrum together to to pass legislation that uh, if nothing else gives the appearance that Vermont is is pushing back and defying some of the ideas that uh, President Trump touted during the campaign and may look to implement as president. So that is another big thing that uh, that the governor was quite proud of. You talked about the governor's education plan. Do you think we're going to see that resurface at some point early next year or is this pretty much dead? It, it, I wouldn't be surprised if the discussion continues about um, what the governor called a cradle-to-career plan. Um, and in that situation, he is discussing putting higher ed and early ed into the education fund along with the K-12 through uh, spending that, that takes place. Um, what the governor touts is having started a conversation about that. And so I would fully expect if he is very proud of it as – appears to be the case, that he will look to continue that conversation next year and try to get lawmakers to at least consider the idea in the in the long term. Another place where the governor did not get his way was his plan to merge the Department of Liquor and the Lottery Commission. Why did the administration back this idea and why was the House somewhat resistant to adopting it? This one is kind of a head scratcher when you think about it because Democrats themselves in the past have proposed merging the Department of Liquor Control with the Lottery Commission. Now, the governor signed an executive order in January that would have created uh, that merger to take place earlier this week. And the House Democrats passed a resolution disallowing it, essentially rejecting it. Uh, one of their big concerns is the way in which the governor wants to find savings and efficiencies. Um, that was the stated goal of a merger. The governor wants to create savings and efficiencies. Democrats in the House who rejected the idea said, well, his plan really relies on privatizing the warehousing of liquor, uh, away, taking it away from a state function to a private function, and it looks to increase lottery games here in Vermont, essentially having Vermonters spend more on lottery products uh, to create more revenue. And they say that really has nothing to do with efficiencies and savings at all. That's really uh, a, a policy change for those two departments. So that, if you talk to them, they'll say that's really among the major reasons why they rejected it. Um, and it's really an ideological difference at this point. I'm sure they'll find a way to sort of merge the two entities because um, everyone seems to agree that makes sense. They just need to figure out the proper way to do it that keeps everyone happy. Finally, Neil, let's look at the issue of marijuana. Last year, the Senate passed a bill legalizing marijuana and setting up a state-regulated model with retail stores and taxing pot. The legislation received very little support in the House. It died in that chamber. And this year, Senate leaders vowed to wait until the House had passed a legalization bill before they took the issue up again. But Senate leaders are thinking about bringing their bill back because the effort in the House is stalled. What are they hoping to gain with this? Well, it's you know, we all know that the House was expected to pass a legalization bill this year. House Judiciary got off the ground running and then it went to the floor and lo and behold, turns out leadership didn't have the votes they thought they had. So it's been sitting sidelined uh, in a House committee for the last couple of weeks and – the Senate is really just frustrated. They really thought they were going to get a bill, that they'd be able to work on it and then find hopefully some common ground with the House. That didn't happen. So the Senate's going to reattach the 
regulated market bill that they passed last year and send it back to the House. Now, Senator Dick Sears, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, says, you know what? We we know this isn't going to pass this year, but what it does is shows the House and the public that the Senate has now passed another bill and the House continues to sit on its hands. What they hope is that the public will sort of rise up, put pressure on House members to do something and uh, spur them into action next year. And it seems like a lot of the senators who support the state-regulated model really don't like the House bill at all. No, they they actually are quite far off. Um, the House bill, really, all it does is remove all criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana and cultivation of two mature plants. It's very different from a tax and regulated market. And so we are still far apart. There is very little chance that the House will pass a, a regulated market this year. The best the Senate can hope for is that the public puts enough pressure on the, on House members over the summer and fall. And uh, when they come back next January, they have a change of heart and are willing to, to, to move toward the Senate position or any position at all would be good, I think, in the minds of some senators. So, Neil, finally, there's talk the session might end in two weeks. That would be the weekend of May 6th. How likely is that? Uh, you know, it's looking pretty likely. I think the Senate Appropriations Committee is hoping to uh, have its budget version on the floor next week. If that's the case, it gives a couple days to debate and pass that. Um, and then it gives time for the House and, and Senate to get together on their two differing versions and and figure out which one can pass both chambers. So I think, you know, fingers crossed, looks like they're on track. Can you think of any issue that would potentially delay adjournment past May 6th outside of the budget? No, I don't. I think there's a pretty much general consensus that um, none of the other outstanding issues that are in either the House or Senate chambers right now are must-pass bills. Now, for, don't forget, it's the first year of the biennium. Anything that doesn't pass this year is still fair game next year. So they can come up, come back and finish up some things next year if they need to. Neil Goswami of the Vermont Press Bureau, many thanks for this State House update. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.